0: you are now listening to the Paul McGuire report. On today's program we're going to face reality together. However challenging that may be. And by facing reality I mean that the average person including me and you and everybody we know on planet earth or even in America we are all predisposed from birth to enter this world and operate in this world in some form. Of psychological programming, some form of psychological mind control or scientific mind control. And this process begins actually before the child enters the womb, because the child in the womb of the mother receives sounds, anger, love, compassion, peace. There's an entire spectrum of sensory information that surrounds the child in the womb that begins the process of shaping and molding your child. That's why when my wife and I, uh, we had our children, first uh, a boy and then twins in a three-year period. And we made sure to do a lot of things. And We were not perfect parents, uh, but we tried. And so we tried to expose our children to as much input for God, for, the, for a biblical word worldview, for a biblical perspective and the Word of God. We tried to input as much of that as we possibly could. So, for example, when many other parents we went to a large church at the time, I think there was 25,000 people going there, and the worship in the church at that time was so powerful The presence of the Holy Spirit would enter the sanctuary, and God's people would be ministered so powerfully through worshiping the Lord, singing of songs, anointed music. So the sanctuary was bathed in the presence of God. Now, my wife made it an intentional plan to sit there with me in the pews so that She could absorb, on behalf of our children, the worship music, so that our children would learn how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the power of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit of Almighty God would be familiar to our children even before they were born. And this was not by accident on our part, this was by intention. And then, when they finally were born, uh, we, now this is a delicate thing I'm talking about because I understand the counter argument. We would, uh, my wife would bring uh, one of our children each time into the service, sit towards the back, because once again, she wanted our child, our children, to absorb the presence of the Holy Spirit, to hear the Word of God. Uh, to be bathed in the in in the life and presence of God, and so it was done intentionally Now, I understand the counter argument because there 's nothing more annoying than than trying to go to church and and hear the Word of God or be taught the Word of God or worship God with somebody two or three years uh, three rows behind you or just right behind you in the row right behind you. With their kid out of control, wailing and screaming and having a nightmare meltdown for the entire time the service is there, I understand that, and I am not advocating that I'm with my wife, she sat near a door with me. if the child if one of our children even began to to get agitated or look like they were going to cry or disrupt the service we could we could kind of like sneak out the side door. Uh, and we wouldn't enter back in, even if at all, unless the child calmed down. So you have to have a very strong respect for, for people who are, a lot of people are hungry for God. They're starving for God. They're going through crisis. They don't need some wailing kid. And I will add that that during this time period, and I'm sure the same is today, a lot of mothers and fathers have no idea, and I'm not blaming them for not being trained, but they have no idea on how to uh, control their children or train their children when their kid is old enough to be trained. They don't know how to train their children to to behave and stop crying when that period of time comes upon their life. Now we did not intentionally and strategically. We did not send our kids to the Sunday school program. We did later on. We did for years. In fact, I, my wife volunteered for the Sunday school, for the child's Sunday school program, and I volunteered for the child's Sunday school program. Um, and there's a the time and a place for everything, but there was at a certain period that, you know, the Sunday school program for children was essentially a babysitting drop off station. And, and I understand there's a need for that. But we wanted our children to be touched by God in an unusual way, and the only way we could do that was to make sure that they were receiving the same outpouring and infilling of the Holy Spirit that the parents did. Okay, and we would do many, many other things. We invested in—I forgot. It was a big. It may have been Hanna Barbera. Don't don't quote me. It was a big Hollywood cartoon company. I don't know, I don't remember which one. And they produced an entire series based on characters from the Word of God, like Moses and Jesus, et cetera, et cetera, that was artistically very well done, cartoon style, that really gripped kids because it wasn't a half-baked production. And that grabbed the kids and taught the kids the Bible in a way that they were mesmerized sitting in front of the TV, hearing the Word of God, watching a cartoon produced at the same level as any secular cartoon. And we let our kids watch those cartoons over and over and over and over and over over again. Why? Why? Because I had spent so many years studying scientific mind control, persuasion, brainwashing. Before you even go there, I was not brainwashing my kid. So let's just stop there for a moment. But brainwashing, advertising, mind control, a key part of that, a a part of the formula is repetition, where you hear the stuff you want embedded over and over again. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it's something you would want to do if the input or the programming or the content you are attempting to instill in your child is biblical, it's for their good, it's going to set them free, it's, it's the truth of God's Word. So it's then when you're exposing God's Word and God's truth to your children through the process of repetition, that's a good thing. In fact, the Bible tells you to do that in the Old Testament. The Jews did that with their children it's a it's a old testament principle and it's a principle that mankind has known about for thousands of years so that's a good thing it only becomes a bad thing when you're exposing your child repetitively to evil to sin to all kinds of stuff that is antichrist in nature so you're building a a deep rooted psychological foundation, a deep-rooted spiritual foundation in your child's life, beginning in the earliest years of childhood. And if you do that properly, that will be an integral part of their personality uh, for their entire life. So the Bible says, raise up a child in the way that he or she should go, And when they are older, they will not depart from it. So if you raise up your child by using principles of memorization, principles of input, etc., and and that gets lodged deep in their personality, when they become older, they're not going to stray from the ways of the Lord. And so God's Word tells parents to do that. Raise up a child in the way or he in the way that he or she should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it. Now they weren't talking about cartoons and television at that period of time because it didn't exist, so they used what they had. What is that process? Well, it can be used for evil and it can be used for good so it's a scientific and a spiritual principle, and we Utilized it. And you see, you've got to remember, and most of you do, that the children you're raising in today's environment, with what abominations are being taught in the school system, uh, what they're being exposed to in the media and radio and music and entertainment industry, over and over and over again, repetition, your children are intentionally being programmed to believe all kinds of things that are antichrist that are against the bible they're being programmed to live a life of sin they're being programmed to to reject the true god they're being programmed in the ways of spiritual darkness so the only way you can put in a godly immune system is through programming them to believe in the Lord, to know God's word, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so this is going to move in to the other sphere that we're going to talk about, which is simply this. Without any question, without any doubt, the knowledge of history, <clears throat> the knowledge of psychology, the knowledge of how to raise a child, All those tools, when you incorporate them properly as a parent, they become the God-blessed psychological mechanisms by which you train your child by incorporating certain principles to walk in the ways of the Lord. And then you're parenting an inference to when your child is young, Train your child to walk in the ways of the Lord, and when he or she is young, they will not depart from it. Critical principle, but those same mechanisms again can be used for good and evil. And and what the communists say, in their satanic darkness, they say, "Give us your child until the age of seven years old. Just give us your child until the age of seven years old." And after they're seven, they will be communists and Marxists and atheists and hate God all the days of their life. They will be so thoroughly programmed and brainwashed and put through scientific mind control that they will never turn their backs on communism. They will be communists for life. And so that is what our school systems, our media, our music and culture is doing right now. Our culture, using all the technological and psychological and educational inputs, is using the scientific techniques of scientific mind control. It's using music. It's using television, film. It's using the culture. It's using education. It's using peer pressure. It's using images, it's using symbols, it's using an entire arsenal of psychological warfare to brainwash your child into being a law, a lifelong committed atheist, communist, and Marxist who hates God and who is permanently molded into, into a communist mindset, a godless antichrist mindset, brainwashing for evil or brainwashing for good. So that's where we are. Now, as we watch the child mature, and we were all children at one time, and as we grow up and as we become young adults and adults or young children, as people begin to bloom into who they are in life, they bloom and become the people that they were programmed to be when they were subjected to decades and decades of scientific mind control, and when they were subjected to the specific techniques techniques of scientific mind control, scientific brainwashing, they were intentionally programmed using communist and Marxist psychological strategies. And so, without the parent even realizing it, The overwhelming majority of the content of the curriculum in the school systems is not for the purpose of education, but as one of the top educators in America said, the primary purpose of education in America is not to educate. The primary purpose of education in America is to indoctrinate. Indoctrinate. And so let's review very quickly the basic psychological formula for brainwashing, for mind control, for programming young children or adults. It's called pain, drugs, and hypnosis, and repetition. Pain, drugs, uh, hypnosis, and repetition. So you put the kid in an environment like a classroom, like a school, like watching TV, like watching movies on cell phones, Any kind of media input can be used to input into the brain of the child. And then you expose the child to extreme crisis, extreme pain. Now remember, extreme crisis or extreme pain can come in many different forms. Extreme pain can manifest itself as crisis. Extreme pain can be physical pain. Extreme pain can be horrific shock to the biological system and the psychological system. Extreme pain can represent being exposed against your will to hardcore chaos. And so there's many, many ways of facilitating the basic doorway into psychological programming, which is pain. You can do it through crisis, chaos, and many other avenues. Then you have drugs. It could be legal drugs or illegal drugs. Most parents in America, including Christian parents, shame on them, are oblivious to the fact that they are allowing their kids to be subjected to regular, to a regular and ongoing uh, program of drugging. The kids with drugs, how does that work? There is a high level of the dosage of a tranquilizing drug called fluoride in our water supply, our our toothpaste, our fruits and vegetables which are watered, and every time you see those chemtrails above your home. now let me give you a test. Any of your friends that you talk to? Who think that those that, that 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 quote so-called jet spray coming out of the jet is merely just jet spray is a fool and knows nothing about the facts that so-called jet spray coming out of a jet and flying over neighborhoods all over America is actually a chemtrail, and it is not jet exhausts produced by um, a commercial jet carrying passengers, and they, they have, you know, excess uh, jet exhaust, and, and, and it kind of looks like a chemtrail, but it's really jet, exa- jet exhaust. That's not true. That's the falsehood. And what is it then? What is it then? It's a drug. It's a number of drugs being sprayed on our fruits and jet vegetables, our children. Our society it's It's a drug cocktail consisting of many drugs, so to put it succinctly, your child is being drugged, and you are being drugged. but many of your friends are too stupid. I don't know what, I don't know what other other word to use I mean the word is stupid. I think to say anything else would be to elevate their stupidity with an artificial dignity that they don't deserve. Because anybody, including a dentist, and I've talked to dentists, who actually believes that that stuff is not a chemtrail but jet exhaust is a fool in that area. They may be brilliant in other areas. And so what is the purpose of fluoride? Well, you know, I just don't take things at face value because that's what fools do. The difference between a fool and a wise man or a wise woman is that the fool believes everything that he or she is told, point blank. But the wise woman and the wise man does their homework, does their research, investigates so they can come to the truth regarding different things. So I study all this stuff. I just don't believe it's chemtrails and walk around like a doofus. I do my homework until I get the truth. And then I write about it in my books to help people like you who may not have the time. So as I was studying uh, the history of chemtrails and uh, chemicals being placed in the water, which all adds up to drugging children and adults, to drugging children and adults with tranquilizing chemicals, which is a mind-altering chemical. And I discovered through my research, and, and I'll show, I'll tell you the book that it's in at paulmcguire.us. And I discovered that the first nation on planet Earth that began to regularly uh, inject the tranquilizing drug uh, fluoride into their public water supply and in the water supply of the nations surrounding it was Nazi Germany under Adolf Hitler. They hired an American engineer and scientist, and he did extensive testing on the German and the surrounding nations' water supply. And what he determined was that one of the reasons that the German people and people in the surrounding nations all seemed to be somewhat lethargic, somewhat drugged, somewhat uh, compliant, was because they had a, a sizable amount of fluoride in their drinking water fluoride is a known tranquilizer the, the little fairy tale about fluoride stopping cavities is nothing more than a little fairy tale so if you believe that it's your job as a christian parent or a christian minister or whatever to tell your flock your adults your mothers your fathers and your children if you believe it's your job to to lie to them and tell them little fairy tales about how uh, you know fluoride is ju- fluoride is put in there just to reduce cavities. That fluoride is a proven reducer of cavities. False. That simply is not true. That is not a fact. This American scientist and engineer conducted a water test in Germany and the nations surrounding it. And what he found was a substance, a chemical substance, in the entire water supply of Germany and the nations that that surrounded Germany. This chemical substance that the American scientists found was fluoride. And then he did his homework and discovered that fluoride actually had no no proven or positive medical benefits. In other words, There was no scientific proof whatsoever that fluoride prevented or stopped cavities. Let me repeat the truth and the facts and the scientific data. There was no scientific proof that fluoride stopped or prevented cavities in any way, shape, or form. The only thing that this scientist could determine that fluoride could be used for was that fluoride is a known tranquilizing drug that will dumb down the population, make them compliant, and kind of make them lethargic. It's in other words, it's a mind control drug that puts people into a functional stupor. Now when you ask yourself the question, which I do over and over again because I really do care and it keeps me up at night. In fact I was up most of the night last night. I'm up all night because my Heart and mind is wrestling, and in anguish with what is happening in America and the rest of the world. And when I get these facts, and I realize how they're being applied, it torments me because I look at my brothers and sisters in Christ, and they act like they're in a stupor, and and they're, they're they don't care, they don't care. About what happens to Christians, what happens to God's people, and they really don't seem to care about what happens to the children of Christians. And then I ask myself the question: Is this behavior on on, in light of what the Christians are doing, is this behavior pleasing God? And the answer is no. The usage of drugs in the Bible, specifically the book of Revelation, God warns. His people about Mystery Babylon. And I write all about this in my brand new book, Power from On High, which, if you order now, it is now officially being uh, begun to be printed at the printer. So we finally launched the book, Power from On High. It's at the printer, it's in the process of being printed. You still have a very short period of time to order Power from On High at a financial discount. If you pre order Power on High right now, you can get it at a financial discount and you can order it at paulmaguire.us. That's paulmaguire.us. And I explain these things. Now, so that's the truth about fluoride it's to drug people. Now, when you read my book, Power from On High, you'll discover that the two most powerful means of control that are utilized by this global Luciferian or this global satanic system, they're true, the, the two most powerful uh, instruments of control that mystery Babylon, this, this godless satanic or godless Luciferian world system uses to control the masses and blind them from salvation, to the primary things they use is pharmacia, which is the word drugs, legal and illegal drugs. Wouldn't you say a uh, mind-altering, brain-dumbing-down, tranquilizing drug is a drug? Yeah, of course it is. So drugs is one, and another primary evil mechanism Mystery Babylon employs is sexual immorality of all kinds. Sexual immorality of all kinds. So by using these two instruments of domination, drugs and sexual immorality, uh, mystery Babylon can dominate the planet on behalf of Satan or Lucifer and blind people from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, let's just pause for a minute. If God's people in America, and what happens to God's people in America will sweep all around the world, If God's people in America do not make the conscious and willful decision to wake up as in Great Awakening, as in a true biblical Great Awakening, if God's people do not make a decision with their will that they're going to wake up, take responsibility for America crashing and burning uh, and, and under the destruction and wrath of Lucifer, If God's people do not take responsibility, I'm talking about the evangelical and Bible-believing church. I'm talking about the Christian church in America. If it is going to continue to refuse to accept responsibility for ignoring the watchman on the wall, for turning a deaf ear from God's voice of warning, If God's people are going to continue to reject the Word of God and disobey the Word of God, if God's people are going to continue to say no to God, God Almighty sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for our sins, and He set us free when we put our faith in Him, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. But if God's people continue to trifle with that powerful truth and reject the Word of God, then, if God's people continue to, to reject the Word of God by refusing stubbornly to preach the gospel into all the wor- world, by refusing stubbornly to uh, make disciples of all nations, to refuse stubbornly to occupy the land until He comes, if God's people in America are going to steadfastly, with hard hearts, continue in brazen rebellion against almighty god the supreme being the king of kings and lord of lords then god has shown us with vivid clearness in his word what happens to his people when they reject his word when they rebel from him when they disobey him when they worship idols and and when they turn their backs on god over and over Again, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, God gives us a very clear historical lesson about what happens to his people when they enter rebellion from God. And this is what happens God allows their enemies to get stronger, God allows their enemies to take over the land. And instead of being the head of the head people in the nation, God's people, through their sin and rebellion, become the tail of the nation. God created us to be the head of the nation, the leaders of the nation, the people on top. That was God's plan for us. But when we refuse and reject to obey the Lord God um, and allow ourselves to be put into captivity, to be enslaved, then we become the tail of the nation. And then the spiral path of destruction begins as God's people go from being under the supernatural blessing of Almighty God outlined in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the chapter also known as the blessings and the curses of God. If God's people continue to disobey God's word, then They will forfeit the blessings of God in all areas of life, and they will now be the recipients of being under a curse, being under the curse of God for rejecting His word, for worshiping idols, uh, for worshiping false gods. A curse, a horrific curse comes upon God's people, God's children, and any nation that becomes the home for God and God's people. A curse is poured out on God's people, a curse. And it's a horrific curse. And I'll get into it in a moment. So let's ask ourselves where we are in space, time, and history in light of the Word of God. In light of the Word of God, and then in light of the reality of our sinful behavior, what can you tell me is certainly going to happen in the very near future, to God's people in America. God makes it very clear to us in the form of various warnings from the Scripture. God makes it crystal clear to us what our destiny will be and what our destiny is now materializing to become, because we have rebelled against God. Okay, knowledge is power. How do you start? You can't do this halfway. You have to be diligent. you got to get mean and lean and study the Word of God until you know it in your heart, and your mind. You've got to know the Word of God. You have to read the Word of God repetitively. And you have to study history in relationship to the Word of God. It's then and there that a nation becomes free. It's then and there that a nation is supernaturally protected from demonic deception and demonic delusion. America is sliding at full force into a nation of demonic delusion and demonic deception, and that was never the will of God for America in the first place. The will of God for America in the first place is pointed out in the historical history of the pilgrims and Puritans and the historical record of the pilgrims and Puritans and Christians in the New Testament and Jews in the Old Testament. It's, it's very, very clear for us to see what our destiny will soon be in the future. All we have to do is open God's book and read it. Okay, I'm Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. <clears throat> you need to go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And you need to get yourself a copy of The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, Power from on High. Conquering the Matrix, The Day the Dollar Died, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Are You Ready?, and other books that build upon one another and give you a solid, real-world, fast-moving, non-boring download of highly charged, explosive truth. So that the dunamis, or the dynamite power of God, explodes in your hearts and minds and when you walk in the power of the dunamis, you then become an individual who is clothed with power from on high. And you then are God's man or God's woman who is serious. You will be known in the courtroom of God as one of the igniters, one of the igniters of the detonation of an authentic of an authentic and biblical third great awakening. God is waiting for his people to come together in biblical unity and call on his name. God is waiting for his people to obey the words of Jesus Christ and quit pussyfooting around the commandment of God. God said to his disciples, God said to his followers in Jerusalem, he said these words, he said, tarry or wait in Jerusalem until the father God the Father, sends you power from on high. So the disciples, the early Christians, obeyed Jesus Christ. They didn't disobey him. They obeyed Jesus Christ, and they waited on God in prayer and tarried in Jerusalem until the Father sent the power of the Holy Spirit upon them with the dunamis, dynamite, explosive force of Almighty God. And when the early Christians were obedient to obey the word of God, to obey the words of Jesus, they, the Father poured out the the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit on them. The Father clothed them with power from on high. They then became supercharged with the power of God. And everywhere they went, they were anointed. They were set on fire by the power of God to win souls to Christ to cast out demons to to deliver people to to win spiritual victory in every spiritual battle battle that they encountered and everywhere they went the early Christians would spiritually conquer the community the nation that they lived in in fact as time went on these biblical Christians that were clothed with power from on high beginning in Jerusalem they began to move throughout the Roman Empire, which was the mightiest empire on planet Earth at the time. And these on-fire Christians, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, moved throughout Rome with such spiritual force that they literally conquered spiritually the Roman Empire. And they conquered the Roman Empire with such spiritual force, the dunamis, the dynamite, Explosive power of God. They conquered the Roman Empire with such spiritual force that over 50 percent of Rome or more began to turn to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The Romans, by the millions, began to repent of worshiping the Roman gods, the the Romans' the immorality, the, the the godless ways of the Romans. The Early Christians who were on fire, they they sent the anointing that was firing through them into the cities and and, and the towns and and every area in Rome. And people were were supernaturally converted to Jesus Christ. They were supernaturally uh, delivered from the bondages of sin and drugs and the occult and immorality and literally all of the mighty Roman Empire, including its Caesars, they bowed their knee to the true King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. They bowed their knee in worship and tears to the true King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who is Jesus Christ. And this swept throughout the Roman Empire, and it swept throughout the world. Now, how did this ragtag, half-baked, small group, of essentially Jewish disciples, turn the mighty Roman Empire upside down. How did they do it? They did it because unlike American Christians, they obeyed God instead of disobeyed God. They worshipped God instead of worshipping idols. That's how they did it. And the minute these early Christians began to worship the true God and become clothed with power from on high, and began to receive the dunamis or dynamite power of God, the moment the early disciples and Christians decided to receive power on high, at that moment, a spiritual revolution ignited in Rome and Jerusalem and throughout the world. Let me repeat what happened. At that very moment, when the disciples made the decision, hey, hey guys, girls, we're not going to play church anymore. They made that decision. We're going to quit sinning. We're going to worship God. We're going to call out to God. And we're going to ask Almighty God to pour out the supernatural power of God upon us. We're going to ask Him to clothe us with power from on high. And the moment they did that in obedience, they were ignited from heaven. Hear my words. They were ignited from heaven with the supernatural power of God, which shook. Uh, the area that the Jews lived in, and it shook the Roman Empire, and it shook the world. They shook the world because they were first shaken by the power of God. And so, from this small number of disciples, there was a spiritual explosion known as the dunamis dynamite power of God. And when this spiritual explosion detonated, The Dunamis dynamite power of God. When it detonated, it went off with such a a spiritually violent explosion that it shook the nations, it shook the kingdoms, and it cracked uh, uh, walls open, it cracked the strongholds open in the invisible realm. And, And the dynamite power of God, the Dunamis, was poured out on the early disciples. They became fearless men and women. They were able to perform signs and wonders and miracles, and they took down spiritually the Roman Empire, and they were unstoppable. What they did is they made the decision to stop playing church and receive by faith God's promise to ignite ignite what is soon going to be ignited in America, to ignite a spiritual revolution that will shake the invisible realm, that will shake the heavenlies. There is coming to America. In fact, it's coming already, but it's only perceptible to those men and women who are keeping their spiritual ears and eyes open. There is coming to America with great speed, and you are to look for it and to receive it when it comes. But it's coming upon America now. And what is coming upon America now is the dunamis dynamite explosive power of God that is being ignited by God's people, and a spiritual explosion is being detonated, and the supernatural power of God is being released in a way that has not been seen in the earth since the days when God Almighty poured out His Holy Spirit in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. So listen to me very carefully. The present situation that you live in, the intensity of the spiritual warfare that you exist in, the demonic attacks of COVID, the demonic attacks of psychological warfare mixed with spiritual warfare, the demonic attacks, the hordes of demons, the attacks of the fallen angels and the principalities and powers, and the dark to unseen forces of wickedness. All those demonic attacks are being counter-confronted. Let me say it again. They're being counter-confronted by the supernatural power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. They are being counter-confronted by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the armies of God, the angelic armies and the chariots of fire, are landing into the physical earth realm. And they are moving against as swiftly as possible. These soldiers from heaven, law-abiding, peaceful soldiers from heaven, are moving with great force and great discipline against the demonic armies and the armies of the principalities and powers. And this is happening now. And the earth is trembling because of it. But the only people who can see this, the only people who can see this are those Christians who are hungry for God, those Christians who have a desire and a passion to see God move just as He has promised. Okay, go to paulmaguire.us. That's paulmaguire.us. Now is the time for peaceful, law abiding spiritual warfare. I need your help. I need you to be a partner with me and pray for me and ask the Lord what you should give in terms of donations, financial contributions, the time to move out and spiritual force is now. It's now, because tomorrow may be too late. Every general knows there are windows of opportunity in warfare. We have a window of opportunity. We need to strike spiritually and in a law-abiding manner as fast as we can. All right, I'm Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Join with me now in your prayers, your intercessory prayer warfare, your donations, your contributions, and moving together with us, directed and guided with the Holy Spirit. Right now, in America, <clears throat> there is the beginning of a quiet invasion. On one hand, our eyes see destruction and danger all around but those people who have trained their eyes to perceive reality with their spiritual eyes you are among those who see this the quiet spiritual invasion of god's special ops also known as the angelic armies the chariots of fire and the high ranking angels they are moving into positions of power in america so that the direction of America can be changed. But what God is expecting from you and me, He's expecting you right now to stop playing games and to start crying out to God in spiritual warfare, to start asking God in intercessory prayer, cry out to God, ask God in faith, stand on His word in faith, and ask God to pour out the power of his biblical Holy Spirit on America. Now, what is required is we need a power greater than ourselves. So what is required is that each believer, like you and me and many others, each believer must be clothed with power from on high and must have the power of the Holy Spirit filling them and anointing them. And if you position yourself to cry out to God, then God is honoring your your request. Faithfully, God is opening the windows of heaven and he's pouring out his power from on high, just as he has depicted in Joel chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 2, where you see an outline in the Word of God about how God Almighty is going to pour out his Holy Spirit in the last days. That is beginning now, it's in the beginning stage, but God is now pouring out his Holy Spirit in the last days. We must understand as true believers in Jesus Christ that it is at the moment that you and I and people who call themselves followers of Christ, it is at the moment that we who call ourselves Christians start to truly fear God in our hearts. The moment we start to do business with God, the moment we start to fear God in our hearts is the exact moment the ignition of a spiritual revolution begins that will shake this nation to its core. God wants to pour out his Holy Spirit with power and pour out his Spirit to deliver and to save and turn the, the direction and the tide of the spiritual battle. But it requires, the Lord says, that we must fear God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And to the degree that we fear God, listen carefully. It is to the degree that we fear God that, correspondingly, it is to that degree that the enemies of God, the enemies of the church, the enemies of Christians will fear us. In other words, Christians will stop being the object of ridicule the minute they take their worship to God seriously. The minute we start to fear God and re- revere God as we should, is the moment that our enemies begin to shake and fear us and fear the Lord. It's a corresponding spiritual equation. But we allow the devil in our nation, the devil in our church, and the devil in our lives, when we stop fearing God and start to um, open the doors spiritually for the enemy to come in, a corresponding equation. Now, in the book of Acts, it talks about how God is going to pour out his Holy Spirit in the last days. That pouring out of the Holy Spirit has already begun. The the devil and the powers of darkness have tried to destroy the church with every strategy that they could possibly render into action. We have been assaulted. We have been attacked. We have been demeaned from every corner. But the Lord has said enough. And out of his mercy, because we've been crying out to him and asking him for forgiveness, out of God's mercy, his unmerited favor, the Lord God Almighty is sending power from on high down upon us with unbelievable force. The unbelievable force and the shaking that will accompany the outpouring of the power of God is something that has not been seen on the earth since over 2,000 years ago. For over 2,000 years ago, the Lord has held his hands back, but the time has arrived because we're in the last days where the prophetic clock is ticking and God is pouring out his spirit in order to supernaturally infuse his people with power from on high. And you will discover to the degree that you pursue God, that the anointing of Almighty God is coming upon you. Let me say this to you directly right now at this moment and at this second. The power of Almighty God is being poured out upon you and in you and through you right now in the name of Jesus. The power of God is flooding your inner man, your inner woman, and your inner being. You are being clothed with power from on high. And there is an explosion in the invisible realm or the spiritual realm. This explosion is the result of God's people seeking the Lord, crying out to him for help. And to the degree we cry out to God and help, there is that dunamis dynamite explosive force of God that is detonating in the invisible realm and the spiritual realm. The result of this detonation is that strongholds, are, strongholds of Satan are exploding and burning and crashing to the earth. The result of this detonation is there is a terror and a fear in the hearts and minds of the enemies of God wherever they attempt to hide. And the Lord is making you this promise. Hear the promise of the Lord now. Receive the promise of the Lord now and quit doubting it. The Lord is saying to you, as you turn towards me and and face me with faith, says the Lord, I will release my almighty power upon you and your children and this nation, says the Lord. I will release power on high, says the Lord. And I will break the back spiritually of your enemies. I will drive your enemies out of the land. I will drive your enemies out of the high places they illegally occupy. I will drive your enemies out of every quarter, every institution, every governmental station, every home of wickedness and every cave for the habitation of demons, the Lord says, I will purge with my holy fire and you will watch yourself, your children, and America be purged and sanctified with the burning power of the Holy Spirit. Why says the Lord Jesus Christ? Because my son, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords is coming. You can see the signs of the times lighting up across the sky. It won't be long the Lord says to his people. It will not be long until I come in force and and in the angelic force of the armies of God where Jesus Christ comes riding a white horse along with the armies of God. And so I believe that was a word to the Lord to all of us to stand and be strong in the power of his might, to stand and be strong in the power of his might and shake off shake off this mindset of failure shake off the complacency, shake off the victimization, shake off the fear, shake off the cowardice, and embrace and receive power from on high and then walk in it. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. Spread our links far and wide. That's paulmcguire.us.